2: Uh yes we, yeah we all live we are live now right good I won't say what I was about to say then Genuine, well, genuinely, what were you gonna say
1: can you genuinely can you tease what you might have said I was about to talk about that bloke oh, oh yeah. that guy <laughs> hey I, I had a chat with that guy on uh, no, 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 uh, no 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 I, yeah. no 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 Lo- no no <laughs> no 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 no
2: no no Hello Egg Chasers, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. We're here in the Rugby Dungeon to digest an amazing week of domestic rugby, all the stories from the rugby week, and look ahead to uh, a crunch weekend.
1: Hang on a second. What? Is our sound definitely working? Our sound is working, right? Right. The person we, we were talking about before, whose name we can't mention. And if you want to know more about this, you should have watched our Facebook video.
2: Yeah, yeah, that makes no sense. That's totally <laughs> out of any context. No. Yeah, so, why have you got a picture of him on your phone? I wasn't, I just... Oh, you're going through his Twitter. No, I just... Well, yes, it doesn't matter. This is an irrelevant conversation, yes. JB. You had a, you had a
1: headshot of, of someone ready to go, which I found, found, found weird. <laughs> anyway,
2: how are you, Tim? I'm very well, JB. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm in the best of health. Philip? Hello. All Hello, right. Tim. Very good, thank you. Good. Good, good, good. Actually, before we get into the rugby, um, I think this is something that's worthy of mention, I think. And actually, it would be a nice, uh, upbeat way to begin any show, frankly. And it came from the Hong Kong Sevens. Do you know what I'm... I know what you're going to do. You know what I'm going to (laughs) do. Sebastian Chabal is back. Oh, yeah! When I wake up, when I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be done a proper video of it now after doing it on the pitch in Hong Kong he's done a proper I vid so long. so we retirement uh, I, I don't know whether that's been treating Ch- Ch- Chabelle well or not <laughs> <laughs> I don't know do we, do we need to do a HIA on Sebastian Cheval? well maybe for that outfit he's <laughs> yeah, wow. in a penguin Possibly. outfit at one stage penguin outfit caveman outfit um Dress and it's amazing, isn't it,
1: to think that our retired internationals just go and work for investment banks, doing dinners constantly,
2: <laughs> wearing jackets.
0: <laughs> now, we used to have a section called Rugby Oki, didn't we? We did, but in the early r- days. For anyone who's been listening for the last five plus years.
2: Yeah, yeah. what was your favourite
0: Rugby Oki? Well, I was going to say, how does that compare to the likes of... Ben Foden. Foden. Oh, oh Foden ben was good. Ben was always Very, good. Corps was good. Corps was genuinely good. He...
1: He seems to have a natural talent for it. Um, He's a genuinely good rapper. Yeah. yeah. Foden, a very special nasally singing voice.
2: <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, my favourite was always Ricky Flutie. Uh, oh, yeah, with
1: um, <laughs> Heather Small. That's amazing. For people. That, yeah. people forget how good that was. Wow. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> how good it was for us. Is this it? You know, Barney, I haven't seen a lesson before, but this time it was amazing because we had <laughs> a small hair.
2: And, um, yeah, you know, everyone here is obviously a huge fan of hers. It'll be, uh, it'll be fantastic for the, uh, for the for the people that are Come there on, supporting sing. supporting the day, uh, supporting and supporting us uh, as players. is His he playing guitar? Um, I'm sure it's going to be amazing.
1: She's going to be great. Tim, is he and, playing the guitar? It's a him so It's a privilege to have her along. Here we go. We band of
0: men that to to be I think that's enough of that. I think Full
1: it was better if you like. Yeah, I like the surprise of Heather. is keep I to say. Is it Heather Small? Heather Small from
0: M People. Yeah. What a random connection. That is. Well, she was married to John Edwards. She was, and of dinged. course. John Edwards. The
2: long jumper, no triple jumper,
0: Sh- Sean Edwards. Sean Edwards. One of the
2: small friend people was married to Sean Edwards. Yes. How did I not know this? <laughs> I am
1: almost certain someone told me they met in, in Hacienda.
0: In Manchester in the early 90s. Because, you
2: know, we we live in Chalton, a suburb... Well, JB and I still do. Phil's moved out even to the suburbs now. Yeah, to fail no less. He's really given up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He values a garage over
1: gastronomy. Can I pay you lots of extra stump duty for one extra bedroom, please?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right, I really want to use a lawnmower. Um, So, yeah, at the end of my road is the house where Mike Pickering lived. And he is the M of M people. He put M people together. (laughs) Sorry.
1: Isn't this this a terrible indictment of our society? When you said Mike Pickering, I thought you meant the guy who
0: I thought you meant Ronnie Pickering. Who's Ronnie Pickering. <laughs> I'm Ronnie Pickering. I'm Ronnie. <laughs> P- Who are you? I'm Ronnie Pickering. <laughs> a ruse, rude rage incident <laughs> that went viral about four years ago.
2: <laughs> ah, right, okay. So. Oh, did you go with the guy on the mo- motorbike next? Yeah, week? yeah. Yes, i had telling you with my yes. n-
1: knowledge of pop culture. God, I'd be scared if I lived on the road from him. <laughs> well, Charles anyway,
2: so Heather, but that, but that, in that house is where Heather Small and then people all got together, and so yeah, that was Sean Edwards th- This is probably Sean Edwards. Maybe he was there at a party sometime. Almost well, certainly.
1: Uh, also, isn't Mick H- Hurtle from around here?
0: Uh Salford. I'm
2: yeah, sure it's
0: he's Manchester lad. He's uh, a, but, he did bad, have a house in Green. Badly drawn boy. He's always knocking round. Yeah, you, you, know s- you see
2: him at co-op getting a bottle of wine every now and quite often. Do and, you? Yeah. I would not know who that is.
0: The Bee Gees were born on... On Ke- Keppel, Keppel Around the corner. There you yeah. go.
2: See, hey. it's not just rugby we bring you. All kinds of different <laughs> parts of British culture. Uh, parts of niche
0: South... Posh <laughs> Ma- <South laughs> <laughs> uh, well, th- areas of South Manchester. Or bohemian areas of South
1: Manchester. actual streets, okay... Uh, we've got, I think, two soap stars and Johnny Ross. Does he live on your street? Actually, he lives on a- your street?
2: Yeah. Well, has he got one of the nice ones at the end?
1: Yeah. Uh, and also, there was a merger on this street not so long ago, so there you go. Right, anyway, let's, let's, <laughs> move, let's move this on.
2: Yes, yes, we should. Uh, right, a lot to talk about. No, the, the biggest thing I would say of all of this is whatever tournament you look at, there's so many amazing storylines at the minute. Oh, completely. Pro 14 is really building to a crescendo, r- racing for those playoff slash Champions Cup spots. Super Rugby is actually really interesting. Haguarez winning again away in South Africa, beating the Bulls. Did you watch that game? Uh, I watched highlights of that
1: game. I watched the game. Um, I wasn't out last night, so I sat down to watch the Super Rugby. Just, Just no one watched it. I mean, you and I watched it, so that's probably double the attendance. But it was a shame, because like, the Bulls are a good, proud team. Haguares are up to something. But just no one watches it.
2: Yeah. One person that did play very well for uh, Haguares is Juan Matera, who, mm. again, as we mentioned last week, Leicester Tigers let go. How they could do with a ball-carrying back row right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He's well, the kind of back row who can do everything as yeah. all. well. Well, was it
1: confirmed that Lab- Labanini signed for them? Yes. Right? Have they released that? Or have we said that? No, they've released that.
2: Oh no, no, it came from it came from Argentina.
1: Did it? Yes. Because Tigers have got apparently three or four signings ready to go. But they want to make sure that they're safe before they announce them. Mm. Which is very exciting. Well, for tight, Well, for I think, everyone I, think got a tie- I wonder time. if
2: there's other reasons why they're holding back on those signings. Ooh, what, what, what are the
1: other reasons? Well, just to
2: double-check they're in the premiership before they... Oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Might be a factor.
1: Yes. L- Labanini going to... Uh, I don't know. Amptill. Amptill, yes. <laughs>
2: Perfect.
1: <laughs> Walking to the first-team pitch over <laughs> some wow. fields.
2: Well, when Quinns went down, a load of their big names stayed put. And when, and as we yeah. said, when uh, Northampton, Northampton went down... Well, that's down. Big
1: teams—they don't think to put the clauses
2: in the
0: contracts, do they? But it's a good question. Some I saw people debating it on Twitter a little while ago, and I—I I, I wouldn't know, but I'd be surprised if Leicester, because you'd be to, amazed if Leicester. I mean, you, oh, to to want that in your contract as a player, you would end up conceding another point on the contract negotiations. So you'd think you're fairly safe at a club like Leicester, who, prior to last year, had never not been in the top four. Oh. So, you just think it's it's I mean, not an issue. You can
1: guarantee the talk in the Leicester camp. I know what it was last year. Last year, this is not a joke, right? Their goal was to win the win the European Cup. That was they uh, were going to go hard in Europe and make a good run. That was last year's goal. You know that this year's goal would have been something along the lines
0: of at least top four, minimum. Yeah, home semi final, win the thing would have been the the goal. What a mess! We now, just, right now, it is stay up. That, that is, there can be no other goal than win a couple of games and stay up. What
2: Friday the 12th of April, this coming Friday, is going to be something um, else. I'm going to have to record yep. record one and watch the other, because you've got, in the Pro 14, Edinburgh v Ulster. Which, which is, is a big game. Which is a massive game. Conceivably, a number of things could happen in the Pro 14. Uh, conceivably, Ulster, who... But for a, a little bit of luck or judgement, would have made a semi-final in Europe, could miss out on the Champions Cup quite conceivably. Yeah. Also conceivably is that Benetton qualify for the Champions Cup and no Welsh team qualifies for the Champions Cup. All of those things could happen.
0: I'm so into that. In fact, yeah, certainly no Welsh team qualifying is the most likely scenario right now. Uh, me, well, that's, that's the are... other
2: big game this week, this coming weekend, Connacht against Cardiff. is a showdown, basically. Potentially winner-takes-all. It's yeah for a Champions Cup spot and qualifying for the playoffs. Yeah, which is huge.
1: So these teams in the Pro 14, they've got two games left, haven't they? Yes. So Treviso
0: are hosting Munster. Hear me now, believe me later. That's a win for Treviso. Munster, M- who need they need a win because they will want to. Have, they'll get a bye to the semi-final, so yeah. they won't have to go for the pre-playoffs. Munster are going to go and for a it home. So and home. So Munster then, will go all out. And then last game.
2: And, and, you, and if you're a real fan, you've got to stop calling them
1: Treviso. They ditched that now. They're just Benetton. 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 But they play in Treviso. It, it might as well. Uh, <laughs> and then last game is Zebra, away. So that's a
2: five point win.
1: Yeah, well, you'd hope so. I mean, if they're serious about it, which of course they are. Yeah. Conor
2: O'Shea might have a word. Come on, it's good for Italian rugby if we have a team in the Champions Cup. Exactly. Yeah. Don't, you, don't you want to rest some players, Zebra?
0: Yeah. Whereas Ulster, so we said before, travel to Edinburgh. But then the final game is they host Leinster. Now, the only saving grace is that's a week after the Champions Cup semi-final. Yes. And Leinster are already 20 points clear at the top of Conference B. So So it's entirely irrelevant to Leinster.
2: And Leinster put out a very weakened team this week. Oh, also... still a good team, but but they put that team out this week after you. And
1: also, I can't tell you exactly how it works, but Irish uh, welfare protocols, or whatever you want to call it, dictates you've got to rest players against one of the other provinces so it would make sense if Leinster were going to use that protocol I don't know if they have to do it in advance I don't know how it works I could be completely wrong on this but that's the time when you probably ex- yeah. execute that protocol it? when you're 20 points up in the league yeah.
0: after the final of the European Cup uh, semi-final.
2: Semi-final. Semi-final, semi-final, semi-final.
0: semi-final, So They've still got the final to go, they've still got the playoffs and final of the Pro 14. Even more no reason to use it. So yeah. they will, yeah, they'll be resting players.
2: Interesting times. Absolutely. Ooh, indeed very, very interesting.
0: But Ulster didn't help themselves this weekend by a, getting absolutely hammered a 30 points to 7 loss against Glasgow. Admittedly, a very good Glasgow side who were hurting from the Saracens' mm. defeat. They were at home. Uh, and they are top of Conference A, And as we mentioned with Munster before, they want that th- to yeah. finish top. They want the bye, they want the, the home semi.
2: One other thing to watch out for is on the final day of regular season matches, Edinburgh could go to Glasgow needing points to get Champions Cup and playoffs. And you can imagine Glasgow Ooh. quite happily trying to do one over Edinburgh. Yeah, yes. extra, extra bit of motivation. Of that. So that will be tasty. So it's very, very exciting times at the minute. Uh, before we just jump into the actual games, I'm just going to... Uh, let's quickly um, knock off one of the stories that came through in the week, um, and that is that the Crusaders in Super Rugby are considering a name change after what happened in Christchurch with the shooter. Mm-hmm. Thoughts, gents? <sighs>
1: I have no problem with a private organisation changing its name. Mm. You know, It's up to them, really. Uh I think they'll probably do the right thing. I think...
2: What do, you I think the right, do you, what do you think the right thing is?
1: Well, I think the right thing is for them to decide. But what I don't like is the use of external influences to push the Crusaders to make a decision. And I think that's basically what might happen now, is they all get piled on if they make the wrong decision. I also don't like the idea that they're going to hire or outsource this decision to a third party, because... Yeah, Every time you want to kind of show responsibility for something You say we'll have a review And we'll have an independent third party So I don't like that And that never sort of works out the way Like the way you want it And the last thing is When you say I'm going to ask community leaders I don't know who that actually is Unless it's your elected represent um, like representative Who are all these people to talk on your behalf So there's a load of grey areas But ultimately it's their choice And I'm sure they'll make the right choice around it Hmm so, yeah, it's not really so it's like, a rugby story, more of a, more, more of a political story, I guess. Yes, I guess mm. it is a
2: political story. The the, the context being that the, uh, the the 750 years ago, uh, the Crusades were a religious... Um, yeah, but so uh, are Saracens. Saracens um, <laughs> so are Saracens. Um, it was so is uh, Cardinals. That's a Catholic uh, I, I thought Cardinals
1: were a bird. All the Cardinals... I thought, the, yeah, I thought, the, I think the Arizona I think Cardinals. Both. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure the Arizona Cardinals play with a bird on their head, not not yeah, the pope yes. hats. I <laughs> would
0: be all for them wearing pope hats. <laughs> well, and wasps, for example, that's not uh Let's go, Charles and Vickers. Well, wasps being white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. Oh yeah. So that's, that's exactly. not that is not how uh, <laughs> former London wasps, Coventry wasps, or whatever you want to call them,
2: uh, are named after. Devils, saints. There's all, sorts yeah, of religious, there's all sorts of religious terminology used in. Um, there is, there is. Used
1: in sport. Well, I mean, there is, like, this issue at the moment of extra chiefs and their names. Well
2: there's, no, well, there's no, well, there's no issue other than the people that no, not for, want to try and raise an issue, which I don't think there is an issue.
1: Well, I, I would say there are cooler names for, for chiefs. That's my bigger issue. I mean, Tin Men. The Tin Men. I'd love them to be called Tin, the tin Men. It'd be amazing. Because I've got, like, an area. Where real masculine, you know, manly people who went down mines used to live. Why not work off off of that? It'd be great. And also, they have like little tin hats and bang them and stuff. It'd be
2: brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> the tin men is one of
1: the, is one of the coolest names that I can think of.
2: That that argument of uh, cultural appropriation. That anyone that actually believes that, do one exactly because it's uh, that's ridiculous. On the, on this on this particular Crusaders thing, I, I I kind of agree with you, JB. Actually, I don't particularly care what what team name a, a team chooses my issue is is that actually is is it, this is going to be influenced not by the people that, by yeah. the people that I would want to be involved in making such a decision yeah, it will be it will be weaponized by people with a a real political agenda and then once that happens then any yeah. team called Saracens or Cavaliers or Saints, or they'll be next, and then Warriors and Chiefs and Braves. I guess... And, and you know... Yeah, I, I, the, guess, the, I guess the thing that really... Arsenal, bo- yeah. Rockets, where does it stop?
1: I mean, I guess the thing which really bothers me
2: on this is, like,
1: you know, uh, how... it. How much will it really help the people affected? Will it make their lives materially better or materially worse? And if you want to talk about making people's lives materi- materially better as a community, they should go out and do things as a community, not, you know, get caught up in the semantics of language. But ultimately, I don't really care. If they want to change it, it's up to them.
2: Yeah.
0: Should we get into some games? Yes, yes, please. So, two teams that we've already mentioned uh, was one of the biggest stories of the week, probably. And that is the Tin Men against the Tigers. Let's go, Tin Men. Yes. Now, how on, Tigers?
2: Yeah, that, that, that native no. East Midland. <laughs> Isn't it something to do with tigers? Isn't it something to do with hunting
1: and tigers? I thought it was just because of the striped top, but I don't actually know. Yeah, you carry on talking, I'll find out. <laughs> Why unless Leicester Tigers called Tigers? Hold that thought, hold that thought. Stop talking. Yes. Why don't you tell me what Cornerstone? What, the amazing purveyors
2: of incredible razors? Uh, yes, that yes. exact cornerstone, yes. I then. mean, if I were, after the RAF lost in that big services match against the Navy, yeah, let's talk about that. I would imagine that the wing commanders in the RAF are all ready to, sh- to shave off their, their waxed moustaches, moustaches uh, in shame. Yeah,
1: that actually should be their punishment. Yes. All wax mustaches have to go. Sorry, boys.
2: Well, that would be quite a, a rigorous and painful exercise, except for using a Cornerstone razor. So point being, uh, because you listen to us, you get an amazing deal on the best male ra- order razor company that there is and that we believe in that we've tried. There are other pretenders that have come on board and tried to copy, but only Cornerstone will send you a metal, weighty, aluminium shaft engraved with your initials for free oh, Wow! because you listen to us. You've got uh, egg on yours? Or is that Phil's got egg on his? I've got egg on I mine. You've got egg on mine? I've got. You've got, you got,
1: you got, I've got, you got, not got JB? No, no, no. no, no, no you've J- got JB on, J-J
2: on J-J yours. JB, normal JB? Yes. And get get another one for your missus and get her initials engraved on it so she doesn't steal yours. Six beautiful cornerstone razors in a presentation box delivered to your door and whatever other gubbins you want to get from their website. All you need to do, and you get this for four quid because you listen to us. Four quid, less than a pint. Try it, you'll love it. cornerstone.co.uk slash egg that's cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers. And that's that. Yeah, we don't do the egg tent at checkout, do we? No, no, we it's don't. automatic. Which is a shame. I've got nothing more to do with this advert.
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> anyway, back to the, some rugby. Here's what we were going to say. Go.
2: I guess. Yeah. I, I would assume it had something to do with kit.
1: Yeah. I'm sure it's things with hunting.
2: Go something. Hunting? What, 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 what are you thinking? It's something to do
1: with
0: Leicester's history. It's I'll, alright, yeah. I'll, I'll work it out. Okay, cool. Okay.
2: So, mm. this was a 50 point home loss to Leicester. The biggest ever, And the most points Leicester have ever conceded in the Premiership. <sighs> ever. Uh, and, so Tim, you were actually at the game
0: mm-hmm. interviewing the DORs. Mm-hmm. What was the, before we go on to the game itself, what was the atmosphere like at the ground and the stadium, both before the game and after
2: the game? Um uh, that's that's really hard to describe because the, the crowd were there in force and in number and that, that was really nice to see. Mm. Um and you can contrast that with some other stadiums in in the premiership where the teams are doing very well and that the, their crowds seem to be getting smaller. Yeah. Um so it was it was a great atmosphere. Uh but there was I think there was a sense of right well it's not about today we just need to see improvement today. This wasn't coming from the DOR by the way. Yeah, really. yeah yeah. But there was, there was. Sort of, I think there was a sense of resignation at that you have got a real proper team rolling into town and yes. no expectation. Let's just hope that. But there was a lot of enthusiasm because of the Mike Ford thing. That sort of giving, giving everyone a lift and all kind. Of, just, I think everyone was waiting to see what would happen, and what happened was actually a bit of mojo in attack, which we saw for but, a while. There was a, a bit times. of freedom and have yeah. Gotta say, George Ford, even in a poorly performing team, he has been absolutely brilliant. Mm. Yeah.
0: Ford is playing some brilliant stuff all round all season and you can tell just how kind of impassioned he yeah. is for that team and and how much losing any game hurts never mind losing by 50 points to 20 at home. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I question well I don't question the
1: talent of the guy. I don't really question how well he's playing. I sort of think is he <laughs> Is the fact that he is playing so well a sign of how bad Tigers are? Let me explain that one. Which is, they are forcing him to use every trick he possibly has, where actually he should be doing other things, like, you know, controlling the game, kicking for territory, making smart tactical decisions. What I saw of that game was basically a team in Lesser who had almost just given up. And I don't mean given up, um, you know, like they weren't trying hard, but they were just playing everything from everywhere. Like, the last... Twenty minutes resembled like a game of sevens. It yeah, was actually sad uh, to see. It well, was desperate.
2: But what I would say is, the fir- just take like the first half in isolation. Actually, they really looked good when they loosened it up and sped it up and used and play played basically played everything through George Ford. Yeah, yeah. And his his break
0: for the oh, yeah. Johnny May try, who it's finished it's it off footwork. Eventually, he was identifying the gap. There's nothing on. It wasn't even front football. It wasn't particularly quick ball. He just identifies the gap, goes through it, steps a few people. He, he, he probably deserved a try himself there. So he's doing. You cannot fault him at all. The team around him, though, and that, so there's two things I'll highlight from this game as just being uh, a sign of how poor Leicester are. So number one is just some of their decision making and. Bemusement at penalties they give away. Yes, there was Brennan O'Connor and Dan Cole did it on a couple of <clears> occasions. <throat> yeah. like, th- there was more players. I would hate to single just those two out, but stupid, stupid hands in at the rook or in at the side get pinged for it. Penalty every day of the week, but they look like confused and like they've been hurt yeah, by the referee. I hate that. You
1: see that at level eight. Yeah, like, what?
2: What's? I-, I couldn't
0: roll away. Well, you
2: know the laws exactly. You know the laws. Well, I asked I- Jordan Murphy about that after the game, and he just said it was. He said yeah it was silly, but it was it was just angst and you could see the tension you can see the tension in the guys basically that's what he thinks that's down to he may, he may yeah, be right maybe
0: yeah I think that's it's maybe being a bit kind of kind because yeah. they did give away some stupid penalties yeah, they did. the other thing I mean obviously when you score when you concede fifty points, your defense has not had a great day at the office but <laughs> the, the way that they were defending at times and uh, so I was watching that and they've got like a mishmash of defensive types. So if you look at their team, you've got some guys, so George Ford and Kyle Eastmond are, I I would class them as, they're good or bad defenders depending on what type of system you play. Because Mm. those two actually rarely miss tackles, but they concede ground Mm. because they're not big hitters because they're not big guys. Whereas you contrast that with someone like, two guys that, that went for it quite a lot, but ended up missing tackles. Owen Farrell? Well, no, in this game... Oh, right, so, Tualaghi and uh, Mike Williams, they go for big shots. So they, they'll shoot out the line, go for a massive shot. If they miss it, you've got a massive hole, and covering that hole, you've got Kyle Eastman and George Ford. Yeah, you've got the worst so you, wall worlds, so, you? Yeah, you've got, like, this... Wo- and the defensive structure doesn't seem to... will set them up in a way that addresses it. It only actually exacerbates it. And when you've got guys like... Noel um Santiago Cordero, oh Woodburn, Slade, flying through the ga- ah! It was just a a perfect storm of disaster for Leicester Tigers. I I don't know where Leicester Tigers go next because
1: in my mind they've got to rip up the whole thing now. They have just got to burn it. You know?
2: <laughs> Do you think do you think <laughs> like going records, down would be a good salt,
1: thing? Salt the earth.
2: It, I think because because they <laughs> could just they could just clean house. They could get promoted easily no, with youngsters.
1: Is, we're talking about Leicester Tigers. We're not talking about, you know, Worcester. Worcester. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. With the best respect for Worcester. But
2: as we said, as you said before, this is five, six years in the making. It is. It's going to be long. hard to just go, bang, change
1: it. Yeah, I mean, the recruitment's been garbage. And the the recruitment's been awful. Or garbage. Uh, I... This is going to be, well, it might not be controversial now because of where they are. But I think certain players in that team have too much power. You know, I think, like, the Young's boys probably have too much of a say of what goes on with, with the team. Um, I just think they need, well, they need to get rid of everyone, really. Unless they're on a really big money long term. Co- oh, hang on, that's all of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it, the ones they can get rid of, they need to get rid of.
0: And I think they just need to start again. But it's, it's the pack for me. Mm. They've they've tried... uh, Bringing Lavanini in will help. Lavanini's not going to solve the problem. But
1: they feel like they're just plugging the gaps. Like,
0: oh, Lavanini's going to come in. Oh, brilliant, well, that'll plug that gap. Yeah,
1: yeah. I sort of think they need to start all, yeah complete completely from scratch.
2: Well, Tom Young's came out and said that um, he thinks... He should go. ...that they've been playing catch-up all season because they had a poor pre-season. That's his... And they didn't establish things. I mean, he is a professional, right? I mean, and And
1: he's a leader... and part of his job is to make sure he's in shape and ready to
2: go. Well, I, mean, I don't, don't necessarily say he was talking about in shape. He was talking about, you know, all these system yeah. things. Like you've established the defensive things. Once you get so into Ma- a season, you get the grind week after week, game after game. It's hard to, to make... And Matt O'Connor was there until... Exeter. Yeah, so we played <sighs> first, first game of the game season. Game. So that, that is
0: setting the, the team up for disaster as well. Because I, I think there's something in that, like... You see how long it takes for new coaches to properly implement new systems. You've only,
2: only been seeing it the last month with Chris Boyd coming through at Northampton, yeah, what he's been trying to do. It didn't happen straight away for Johan Ackerman.
1: Yeah. Well, hang on. Didn't Leicester keep their defensive coach? Isn't it, Did Richard Blaise not stay on? No. Has he gone? So who does
2: the defence now? Uh, I, can't, I can't remember the name. Oh, is it the guy who used to be... A w- Doesn't matter. Point being, the head coach changed after week one. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So that, that okay. is
1: bad news. But you know that can that goes all the way up to the top. And well, yes, th- you know, those guys have got to go. I mean, I think that's pretty much established now. But Jordan, how do you get? How do you handle Jordan Mur- Murphy? He's not a bad fella. He, right. you know, like he did ask to be there, but it's kind of not his fault that he's been throwing. Well, no, and, 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 po- and deep the point of the
2: question is is like would would it have been dramatically different? if they'd made a different call on a head coach from Jordan Murphy? I'm not sure it would. I think it might have. I think it might have
1: because if it's your first head coach role and you've got to get everything sorted in, like, the first couple of weeks, you need a guy who's absolutely certain of himself and has probably done it before. It pains me to say it because I don't think he's a good appointment, but I actually reckon... Someone like Alan Solomon's to get through the through the season. A guy who's had experience in a load of clubs, you know, might not have the best record, but he could come in instantly, know his own mind, you know, set the tone, and get them to the end of the season. Then they can make the changes.
0: So, so I I tend to agree with that. But one week into a new season, who's available? No one. Well, that's why I said someone like Alan Solomons, because <laughs> they're usually available. Uh,
1: I'm sure if I well. Actually, Mike Ford was available, and I think we said this last week. This well, Mike this Ford change, was
0: trying to get uh, Germany to a World Cup. Yeah, I have a feeling he might he, have. Uh, he probably he would have might told
1: Germany to find their own way to the World Cup. Uh, yeah, had Tigers asked him,
0: but it, there's so few people available. One again one week into the season Jay, quite like <laughs> what tra- what changes from week 22 of the previous season to week 1 of the next season <laughs> well didn't Matt O'Connor not show up for training or th- was he four weeks late back I don't know I don't, can't remember don't, that. Know. Yeah. don't know don't know but, but, no, but apparently it was
2: but we should focus on the, the brilliance of Exeter
0: oh yeah the, wow. Some of the individual performances by Exeter, the, uh, the guys we mentioned, who who were given a lot of time and space, but boy, did they, they take it! I mean, th- that back three is just electric. Oh, I know. And Devoto and Slade in the centres, the back row Kvesic Armand Kvesic's been brilliant. Armand's yeah. amazing. And that's yeah. a lot of Kvesic, and and the front row like it's a, a, an incredibly dynamic front row, and then you bring three internationals off the bench. I know and, and
2: I'm going I'm to resurrect and they did that all with, uh, with two auxiliary second rows one of whom got injured during, during the game the g- yeah. which is um, yeah it's, it's, it's phenomenal what, what they're doing and what I loved so much is they were maybe 40 points ahead and Rob Baxter comes on and does his little mid game in the 60 minute does a quick chat how's it going well, we're a bit disappointed with this yeah. and this and this. We've got, we, got to work <laughs> on a few things. No, he means it. And I spoke to Ali Heifer after the game, and um, and he he was much the same. He's like, yeah, we had a, a great attacking performance. There's some things we've got to work on. We've got to keep building, because, you know, playoffs are five weeks away and um, six weeks away, and there's, there's a lot we need to get better at. So, so uh, that, I love focused
1: it. On, uh, Alex Ferguson was the same way, apparently, which was he used to go insane with his players after they won 3-0 away at Juventus, about things that they did wrong. When they, when they lose, apparently he was quite soft, but when they won, he was super hard.
2: Well, I quite, I quite like that, um, just the one thing, so I interview the coaches after a game, and whenever, well, no, not, not every time, but a lot of the times, when they have an absolutely thumping win, he'll send Ali Heifer out. Never, ever, when Extra have lost, which isn't very often has anyone but Rob Baxter come out.
1: Interesting. That's good.
2: It's a mark of the man, isn't it? Well, yeah.
1: I, I'd love to know the truth about all this carry-on over Exeter. Because I feel you only get half the story. I mean, they clearly... Don't just sit down with pl- players for a coffee and go, Oh, yeah, I quite like the cut of his jib. I mean, there's obviously <laughs> a load of statistical analysis that goes into it, f- uh, film watching. Like when Annie Heather-, Heather says, yeah, we just play what's in front of us, we know that they're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. and they're super yeah, organised. Yeah, I know
2: someone that was very closely looked at f- for a move to Exeter uh, some years ago. Like, okay. yeah. Who's and, that? Uh, doesn't matter. Okay. And they do lots and lots of due diligence, phone calls... To yeah. people that know them, references, what kind of bloke is he? H- how is he when the t- going gets tough?
1: I mean, it's how, not quite how the he, same.
2: How does he train? All that sort of <laughs> yeah. stuff is massive on there. But it's not on quite
1: the same, is it, as what they actually say, which is, yeah, we're going for Costa. He seemed like a nice bloke. I thought I could trust him. In he comes. <laughs> yeah. It's not that, is it? Yeah. You're always going to play down yeah. compared to reality. Like, the whole Rob Baxter, very calm, nice man. I wonder if he's an absolute nightmare in you know in training. I,
0: ima- I imagine when he's frustrated, <clears throat> if, if something's gone wrong or someone steps, in- oversteps the line, which won't happen often. No, I interviewed a guy called Chris Bentley, right? Who
1: used to be B. the... Yeah, yeah, who uh, used to be the comms guy at... Um, extra I and mean, used to play there and, and loads of stuff he described Rob, Rob Baxter as the kind of guy who would try to bite your studs
2: And, <laughs> as and now a player like, yeah yeah and now he's this <laughs> paragon of calm he was a proper hard him him, and his younger brother was, yeah. he, was a, his younger brother an eight was he a lock young, he, uh, Rob Baxter was eight and his younger brother was a lock all cool, the other way around Richie yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah his brother yeah. was the eight yeah yeah, yeah definitely were they were
2: yeah they, they were richie baxter they were hard they, they were playing when i was at yeah, uni definitely in, hard. when i was at Union in exeter and i used to go and watch them a few times they were they were tough tough boys um yeah uh, rob Baxter's is the kind of guy that actually he he wouldn't ever shout at you would he when, when he'd just say yeah it, when he'd he's he's he just yeah. go i'm disappointed no. He, you, do you know what you haven't it's not just you've let me down you've let yourself even down. More, <laughs> no, <laughs> even more intimidating
1: he never raises his voice when, he, when he's angry. He lowers it Yes
2: <laughs> oh, so right. I'm, I'm going to have to resurrect something that's, that's been a bit of a cliche of mine over the years Which is how is Don Armand not closer to the England team I'm not saying he should be in the squad But how is he not closer Brad Shields does not deserve a spot in the England squad over, over Don Armand <laughs> Ben Earl doesn't deserve a spot in the England squad Over Don Armand And maybe even Nathan Hughes doesn't deserve a spot In the yes, England squad over yes, Don Armand Yes
1: Yes yeah, somehow Eddie Jones is still a genius. Eddie, yeah, somehow England are in. Uh, it's not the fact that all of these players are so much better than better than Don, Don Armand, which they're obviously not.
2: It's oh, and Jack Clifford,
1: <laughs> and Jack Clifford as well, yeah.
2: and Jack Clifford. And there's, yes, yeah. Because there is an argument. Sorry to interrupt you. Jamie, Please, there is an argument if you if you if you wanted Ben Earl, Jack Clifford, Brad Shields in your squad because they're all versatile back row players that can play across several positions <laughs> then take your pick from Matt Kvesic or Don Armand exactly yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it, to me it's not really about the quality of the players it's about the quality of decision making in the England camp that's where I come down on this because it's obvious if you were to do me a trade do you want these four players for your new startup team or do you want Don Armand I think I'd still go with Don Armand <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway I'll tell you what it is an interesting one I've got the the very first time and it shows where Leicester have come to that um, where they're at now they're, they're getting pumped by Exeter Chiefs who in 2011 played their first ever game at Welford Road oh, I've got the Leicester lineup from that game in 2011 2011, 2011. Okay. Ooh, this Exeter can, played their first game at Welford Road right, in the so premiership can I guess the, uh, Leicester won it the Leicester team are we,
0: yes. we going to guess
2: do you want to take it in turns Just take it in turns yeah go got on shall we work from 1 through to 15 ok so Marcus Ayers yeah. are at 1 he was actually on the bench. What? Yeah. Okay, yes. so, Julian White uh, No, Julian White wasn't still around at this point. Um, okay. so um so the lucid prop was Boris Stankovic. Okay. Uh, okay. On this particular day, they were they were re- they were letting Marcus so uh, start on the bench. Nice. Impact uh, Hooker Youngs. No, uh, no. He was at he'd been at Nottingham at this time. Just converting oh my to. Word. A this is old school. So uh, it was gone. Uh, George Shooter. Yes, of course, oh, of it was. course. shooter. Tighty head prop Dan Cole. Yes, Dan Cole with Castro Giovanni on the bench. Right, yeah, of course. Locks, locks. You won't get these. So Deacon. They, no, they were obviously rotating people in because so they had, not Paulin. No, they had Callum Green. Oh who, wow! Who was a Nottingham lad who went to Leicester? And he's now Newcastle. He's going, uh, and word is going back to Leicester. He is going back to Leicester. Yes. That is yeah, true. And the other lock, George Skibbington. Who went to London Irish Yes With Ed Slater on the bench So, so far The bench Castro Giovanni uh, Slater (laughs) And the (laughs) The bench Back row was Croft uh, Croft on the bench Moody Uh, No Waldrum Waldrum number 8 Yeah Flankers were Craig Newby Newby. And and Ben Woods uh, We would have been going A long time before So the the point is Leicester were rotating players in A bench so far Castro Giovanni uh, Slater Croft (laughs) <laughs> um, scrum half Youngs. Youngs Yes correct Fly half you won't get
0: Flood Not Flood No 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 No. You on. won't get
2: him You won't get him Romero Pez No you won't get him Romero <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Staunton Oh, oh Jeremy I would have got Staunton that i time Given enough time, yeah, we don't have that kind of time. Yeah, I've not got enough
0: time to do that.
2: Now, I'll I'll say that the the rest of the bench was James Grindle, scrum half, uh, Billy Twelve Trees, and Manu Tuolangi. Joe Duffy was the hooker. So the bench, (laughs) the bench for the for Leicester on that day, Castro Giovanni, Sir Slater, Croft, Twelve Trees, Tuilangi.
0: Yeah, worked out all right from centre partnership. Yeah, hip kiss.
2: Yes, Irinley? No, did he ever play Leicester? I don't know why he said. No, he's at Wasps. No. Um, Wasps, then Beer rips And Nottingham. Because
0: hip, Hipkiss and Irinly once played for England together in the yes. centre partnership.
2: I'm sure Irinly
0: had a little stint at, stint at Leicester.
2: The, the, the inside centre is now a coach at Leicester. Defence coach. No.
1: Uh, Anthony Allen. Yes. England's uh, great okay. lost player.
2: Yeah. The wingers. Tuolagi. Yes, Al- Alissana Alessana, yes. Murphy. Full-back. Well, Full-back Murphy. And the other winger, New Zealander... Uh, Craig Hamilton you, you, Scott Hamilton yes. Scott, Scott Hamilton. Hamilton Who's Craig yes. Hamilton? Pretty tiny team and they were rotating a load of players yeah. in for that one Now God. now they couldn't buy a win against Exeter
1: Yeah they're so far off it's it's frightening actually Exeter have got a home fans.
2: semi-final now f- four games left Yeah It's absolutely
0: bonkers <laughs> Yeah not... the, the difference between the top two and everyone else is pretty stark Yeah Yes it is Why don't we talk about another game which I enjoyed
2: Go
1: on, uh, sale. Who else? You see sale? Ding. Uh, on. I think I've actually got. It. I'm not going to press any things. I don't know what they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you, 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 you were uh, this
0: game also, yes. Tim. Yes, this is an impressive performance. It was, it, it was. So I've not seen the game. Well, I, it was three tries to one to, to Quinns, Yeah,
2: but the boot of AJ. AJ seven w- penalties. Yes. So, uh, two- I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, Quinn's lost this. Yeah, Quins. Say all say, all, say all were good. Quinn's lost it
1: rather than say were winning it. Utterly reckless. Yeah, I mean, I think they got their tries through reckless play because you know sometimes when you do strange things, it comes off. Um, but you know the penalties they gave away were just dreadful. For Brain Team wants to get top four, uh, they are they are miles off, and they, and, you, and you could blame the referee. Except for the referee's Wayne Bonds, and doesn't really make mistakes. So it's not on the ref.
2: There's three straight premiership defeats now for Quinns. They are having a proper wobble. Mm -hmm. And I actually
1: thought, watching, you know, when I was watching this game. Rob Shaw makes one hell of a steal. Like first five minutes, yep. just gets through the breakdown. Steal, Don thought, Brandt breaks. Yeah, Oh amazing oh, offload. Yeah, oh my word, this is going to be a long, long night. It
2: was looking like it was going to be a long night. Don Brunt Don Brandt
1: was carrying the ball like a loaf of bread. Yeah, uh, and just offloading it whilst bumping people off his massive chest. I thought, so, oh, well, was he wow. playing
2: only for Cardiff Met Uni last season?
1: Yeah. Well, weirdly, right? Unbelievable. I dug up a, or a friend of mine dug up an article about Thomas Francis being in the Leeds University... Um, was it... Second team. No, no, it wasn't second team. It was not like... Freshers. The Freshest second team. team of the year or something.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah. But Don Brown wasn't playing club rugby in Wales last year. I can't imagine he was. Wow. It's, but, uh, it's he's unbelievable. He's, so, he's a brilliant. very
0: good player. So, I sometimes wonder about like guys who are maybe a little bit smaller when they're coming through age grade. So you can see why someone's... I, I'm not saying this is the case, but someone like Marcus Smith, for example... Um, no, Marcus Smith. Marcus Watson, mm. for example, who came through, like, sevens and came into senior rugby a little bit late because he's a little bit lighter on his yeah. feet, a little bit smaller guy. Someone like Don Brandt, who's absolutely massive...
2: And plays in the back row. Yeah. But well, he was playing lock for Cardiff Met. Oh, God. right. He got the nickname Dominator... <laughs> <laughs> I can see why that was... I mean, nothing stacks up here, does it, as to why he no. wasn't recognised earlier? No. Have Cardiff met any good? Yeah, I yeah, watch, probably, yeah, they've signed one of his mates from that team for next season, mm.
1: Yeah, so uh, ultimately, Quinn's very disappointing. Kyle Sinclair had a miserable, miserable game. He played with all the worst bits of Kyle Sinclair without any of the redeeming features. Uh, you could see him, actually. Uh, do you notice this? When they were going for line-outs, he was talking at the... Uh, the assistant referee, Yeah. like, and he just didn't shut up. I don't know what he had to say to the assistant no. ref,
2: but he never stopped. So on that, I, when I was watching that game, uh, and I watched Quinn's the week week before in the Challenge Cup semi uh, quarter final against Worcester, Worcester, and they got pumped in the scrum. Then hmm. they got even more so pumped in the scrum against Sale. They got absolutely annihilated. It was like I mean, Harrison... it was half a dozen pens in, yeah. in uh, scrum time. But what I think you saw. In that whole Quinns team, but mo- but more so in Carl Sinclair than most, was still the psychological impact of getting dicked in the scrums. You must have played for Sedgley Park in some championship games. Yep. And even in even in the back three, it plays with your mind. You make, oh, you, yeah. make you make different decisions, you, yeah. you're you suddenly a bit more scared about knocking on because you don't want to scrum, so you clutch at yep, stuff. It right. has a, the whole confidence and I still love that it has that effect the whole confidence of being dicked at scrum time and bearing in mind there's only 10-12 scrums a game maybe Hmm, but it has a massive effect and I think that was a massive part of why Carl Sinclair was just getting more and more wound up but this is
1: not a good look for him I mean, not only is it not a good look for him, he's got to play in the same front row as potentially Marler and also Ward. One of them's got to stay calm because, I've, I've said it before, Like they all sort of lose it in, you know, in a similar manner. They're all mouthy. You can have one of them, you can't have all three of them.
2: Well, I think I, I think there's most props. When you get dicked as badly as Quinn's did, most props get angsty and there'll be little scuffles Mm. and fights and stuff because it's a it's a real head-to-head mano-a-mano type thing did you see enough from Ross Harrison say yeah maybe have a look at look at him for England though no really no I I, well not because he's not a great player but because the guys in front of him are are better than him so and there's a lot of them Luke said we're stacked with um well, it's all it's all about Mako, isn't
0: it? Mako, yes. And then everyone's fighting Gen- Gen- for the
2: next Ben Moon. Yeah, Gen- great Genji very good. He, Moon he's, got, and he, he's outside of that with uh, Hepburn, uh, Hepburn and even, um, Hepburn and Harrison might be just below that. So, so I actually think so it's Hepburn, not that he's bad. He's like uh, he's I think Hepburn and Harrison fifth, should be the two which
1: start to move up actually because they can do. I, I don't think either one is good a runner as. As Genj, I don't think either of them are as good a scrimmager as Moon, but actually they're a nice little, you know, oh, no, little no, option.
2: That's not a criticism. It's just um, he's 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 unfortunate to be in a position mm. that England have a lot of good players. And with. I'm going to mention mm.
1: one other guy, and then we can move off sale. But I think it's important that we do mention him, because I thought he was exceptional, which was the younger of the two James brothers, Luke James. What a game he had! Bearing, he's not he, okay. I don't think he's twenty, and I don't think he's a fullback, and yet <laughs> he is looking awesome. Uh, He made very few mistakes. That's sort of his hallmark. Uh, Some of his offloads were outrageous. Um, And it just shows, you know, they had a space open up at fullback because they don't really have a fullback there. They've got a kid who hasn't even been looked at by the the under-20s. So England under-20s, Sale have got so many of them. In fact, I interviewed three of them on... Friday night In the Sharky Yep, in, in the Sharky And then you've got other ones like uh, Conor like Doherty You've got the Currys You've got all these lads But actually the one who's making a real impact Is Luke James Out, out
2: of position He was amazing w- One little observation from this game was And it's something we've said a bunch Why do teams not take three points?
0: So it's the, it's a
2: just, thing isn't it? Just before half time Well firstly And well, actually So, Quinns were 7-0 up about to go fourteen nil up, Danny Care, who was awesome again, uh, and definitely deserves time with the English squad. He's absolutely on fire at the minute. But um, so Danny Care went to dot down half after clerk stopped him scoring. Is one of the best try saving tackles I've ever seen, and so important because that would be that's fourteen nil. Yeah. Or and then and then Sale ended up going ahead from seven yeah. nil down. To to. to do what he did to dive on care Kerr, because care's already
0: sliding with the ball on the floor, and to use to accelerate, to use his own body weight and roll with his momentum, his body weight and care's body weight inches before the line. Yeah. That was a an unbelievable bit of skill. Yeah, I mean, how how on earth do you train? How do you know you can do like the angles, I the force you have to apply to do that? And, I,
1: he has um, Faafata has amazing body control. I imagine he's a great
0: grappler. Like, he's just he, yeah. He's. I was thinking as, if, to have him as like a gymnast on yeah. a bar or rings or something yeah. like that. Just yeah, the control.
2: So phenomenal. That would have been fourteen 0 and I think the game would have been very different. But equally, just before half time, Quinn's had. An easy, well, not easy, but a very kickable three-point option. Went for the corner, balls it up, mm. interception try. That's a ten-point swing. Yeah. What yeah. are you doing? You're trying to get a top-four spot. You're going away to sail. What are you playing yeah, at? Yeah, and presumably yeah. they've
1: had the chat, haven't they? It's not easy to come away from here with a win. No. Because it's not. You know, you're right. They should have They should have gone for three points. It's simple as that. It was reckless. Uh, but that's how they scored their points to start with. You know, relatively reckless play. I thought it was interesting that they started catch Kalis. yeah. I was a bit surprised at that um, first Premiership start in, since last March. Yeah, you mentioned that, wow. didn't you? On mm. on BT, and well, I understand Catrakilis is there as a replacement for Nick Evans. So they obviously raise him. He's on big money. Eventually, the boy's going to have to start. But he didn't look very good. I well, mean,
2: apparently they were trying to sign Cipriani, so I don't think they were. I don't. I think they're trying to. I, I wouldn't be surprised that if they would have had to have moved him on to uh, a... Oh, no, yeah. and I wonder if that, yeah, I wonder if that's exactly what is it's happening. Like last week, it's like, oh, is there anywhere do you fancy going? And then this week, you're starting.
1: Yeah, you're in. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right there. I think there is an element of that, which is, well, we may as well give him one more crack, to see if he's up to it, and if he's not, you know, we're going to have to release the £300,000 that was sunk into him, or whatever that figure is. Hmm. Because if you come from Montpellier as their starter, and you're called the Greek god, that's your nickname... Uh, you'd expect to be fairly good.
2: He's, fairly had rotten well luck. he's had rotten luck with his injuries and his yeah. confidence, Did he looked shot. Yeah, he wasn't bad actually.
1: I'm not going to say no. he's bad because he wasn't. But, uh, he, threw, he threw the
2: interception pass.
1: Yeah, anyway, he did. He did do <laughs> that. Uh, one last thing on, on this game. And it's not about this game, it's about something I noticed at the Ruck and I wonder if it's going to become a more broader trend. Did you notice how how, how Harlequins dealt with
0: the, the Curries?
2: They, yes, I did.
0: They. Did, um, did you notice this? I didn't. I've only seen they, that brief highlights. Tom either. Curry didn't
2: get a single turnover all night. Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they basically just jumped on him.
2: Yeah. So if you think about,
1: usually you're trying to win the shoulder contest and you're trying to collide with people, you know, and you get it wrong. Like uh, Tom Young's got it wrong. You get red carded. Then, then just then just they you they can't push
2: huge. Tom Curry off his feet. Yeah, because he's so good in that low so position. Strong. So yeah. strong. Imagine can't push him off his feet. Yeah. And, and they did a demo of this beforehand. Uh, with they got some local kids and David Flatman and Ugo were like, "Well, so how do you get Tom Curry off his off his feet?" And they were sort of saying the different techniques you try. What they didn't do in the demo was just belly flop on yeah, him.
1: That's <laughs> all they doing. So one Halligan's <laughs> player would literally belly flop onto Tom Curry, and the next one would belly flop onto the back of the guy who's just belly flopped on him. So you've so got. 30 odd stone yeah. on top of him now he's a strong boy but you know, and then
2: he's a... on his knees and then he's out of the game yes, which is
0: the players going off the Harlequins players are not supporting their own body weight yeah and then Harlequins
2: lost but they, by, they were um, very clever yeah, they, made it, they made it look like uh, the, the picture that was painted was Tom Curry's gone off his feet so the Queen's guy's gone down with him yeah. okay. it, was, it, was, it, was, it was smart yeah.
1: it was so, good. here's the question about that right now that amateurs like us have noticed it every coach in, in the world will have noticed it because that's what they do um if you're world rugby or the people in charge of the rules do you say that's quite a smart and yet relatively safe way to get rid of a jackler or do you outlaw it and send out a directive saying no more belly flopping onto players
2: well the more more pressing and maybe we'll tie this one into the, the tom young's thing uh, is you can hear the noises you can hear the you can hear the people what cranking up they've gone we've got the tackles lower now what can we get out now <laughs> ruck and and there's there's this a lot of talk world rugby says they're going to think about Outlawing the jackal,
0: hate that. Yeah, I hate it. I hate the, that. One.
2: Yeah. Th-
0: from what I seem to remember, it was they've not said that, but they said they're going to look at the the contest of the rook, and then there was the Stuart Barnes and Sam mm. Peters piece, which said what they are going to be looking at is outlawing the jackal. Yeah. Which I I don't like outlawing the jackal. You, you I don't want, care
2: about player welfare. <laughs> I,
0: you, uh, want, you want people well, to. You want people to yeah, get What, what I do want is. I want it to be a true contest, and I want the defensive player to be supporting his own body weight, not on his hands, not on his elbows, not on the player yes. on the floor, 100. percent Because that that it's it's a lot easier to drive past one 18 stone player than it is with one 18 stone player anchored down by an 18 stone player on yeah. the floor. Yeah, and I tell you, the other thing that was just starting to do as well. That's
1: starting, I mean, they've been doing it for ages, but the jackal now. If you think about. Yeah, you know, he goes over. Well, the next guy then gets on the jackler to support him. There's no real attempt to pick the ball up and play with it. They just want to secure it. So I secure the jackler, so when they, you know, latch on, they can't roll roll him off or destabilise him. You know, it, it's pretty brutal in there.
2: Well, I, th- it I think should be brutal, though, there are it? times that I'm seeing it, and I just think the referees they can solve a lot of this issue. Maybe not the Tom Youngs one. I think that was that 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 was just a, a bit of a freak accident. Tom, was accident. Tom Youngs is doing what he's been trained to do. What they practiced doing, he had every good intention. He, it's, it's hard to pull out at the last second because he was cleaning out a player that was on in the way, who then rolled out of the way, and he didn't need to hit him. So, fine, fine, yeah. red, fine red card. I'm got a problem, but I'm, but yeah, I'm going to stop. But I'm going to stop short of saying he's not a thug, is he? I'm not going to stop short of saying that he did anything wrong. <laughs> yeah, majorly, he, uh, he could have. So, there wasn't an attempt to bind. Which
0: then, if you hit. Oh, it, there was.
2: Maybe with there one was, yeah, There was. It's hard to. Bu- Again, when you're going at a letterbox size, Such a dynamic target, thing going on, He, isn't he it. did.
0: He did. He went straight off his feet as well. Oh, yeah, well, I, I get that. But the, so, guy, the guy's. And then he's on the control, six, and, then he's and, he's, and then he's reckless. The guys, yeah. the
2: guy's half a foot off the ground. So. Listen, one thing I will say, and I'm not going to name any names, but people in the game.
1: Oh, who? I think. The, no, no,
2: no, no, no. People. People around the game in the game. Will say very different things on Twitter or publicly than they will. Then they will actually say what they actually think. People are scared to say what they actually think. In uh, some cases, some cases.
1: I think you're right. I actually do think think, think you're right. Uh, there's a certain thing you
2: have to say and a certain thing which you want to say, and you know you've
1: got to be on the right side of pu- pu- public opinion.
2: Yeah, that's, I, don't, I don't blame. That, yeah, no, no, but that, that is what's going on. I I think one thing that refs can do, the ones that we can get rid of, are the ones where the jackaler has got in a good position, strong over the ball, and the ref doesn't just ping it quickly. Because you could, cause what are you going to do if you're a, a player, a guy's jackaling, a couple of guys are trying to get him off, right, I've got to do this, steam in from 10 metres out, bang. Yeah, Actually, blow. If, if he's in a good position, if he's got it, just blow it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it done early. That, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, did, I don't know I've spoken to you about
1: this before, Tim. Have you ever seen some Warburton... Um, tutorial on rugby BT Sports Rugby Tonight, about how to clear out a a ruck. If I have, I can't remember it. So, you've got three phases of a ruck, right? So he goes, okay, first of all, the threat's coming towards you, but the threat's not on the ball, so you cover the ball, that's a ball-focused ruck. Secondly, the threat is closer to the ball than you would like, you clear out the player, that's a threat-focused ruck. So you're clearing out the threat, you leave the ball for the next guy. Then there's the emergency situation, phase three, where the guy has got his hands on the ball. How do you think Sam Warburton described clearing out that guy? <laughs>
2: now, and before, and before you say this, bear in mind this is a guy who probably would have had a much longer career had he not been, had he not been the recipient of lots of these types of hits yeah. at ruck time as one of the best jacklers in the world. He's,
0: you'll he describe it as,
1: I don't know, an aggressive clear out. Well, more than that, he describes the yeah. area uh, between your shoulder, like where your shoulder blades intersect with your spine. Like, imagine that little cross there. And he's basically, hit that as hard as you can. <laughs> it's like, goodness me, really, that sounds terrifying. I, mean, I bet some orbits can generate quite a bit of power. Yeah. Imagine Don Brunt doing that when you're yeah. you know, neatly tucked over or your Don Armand. Don Armand, goodness. Haskell. You know, that's what these guys are trained to do uh so yes it, it is brutal in there
2: it, what it, about uh, what I-
0: life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs united healthcare can help get you covered with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans
2: So there was another situation that happened today, and we have said before we just want consistency. Absolutely, North, yeah. Northampton game. I was yeah. a little bit annoyed last week about Juan yeah, and his red card for Racing against Toulouse. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, it didn't affect the result, and it was an amazing game. It was great. Uh, I'm not suggesting this would have changed the result at all. Quite, the, quite the contrary. But what was the difference? And I didn't. I don't agree that that was a red card last week for Juan There was mitigating factors in that he was the. The attacking They're player in. was dipping against Naira Voro. Um, no, no, no Naira Voro is running in and no, no, no. hold on. No, no, no it, was, it was Val Rapava Ruskin for Gloucester was tackling almost identical. Attacking player dipped Rap- R- R- Rapava Ruskin's shoulder, head, but Rapava Ruskin was in a dipped position and the, the attacking player dipped his shoulder and head into the shoulder of Val Rapava Ruskin, much like him mm-hmm. off, and the ref said, scrum, play on. And it was Heinrich Brusso who was. Oh yeah, Heinrich Brusso. Thank immediately, you. Immediately, oh, sorry, knocked out. Yeah.
0: Immediately knocked out. Ooh, wow. and it was so. I, the bit that we consistency is exactly the right uh, point to raise because the tackle was almost identical to the principle of the tackle last week. Last week it wasn't. It was on neck. Um, there was a bit of a whiplash effect yeah, for yeah. him off, but he was certainly wasn't knocked out. No, nope. this time he it was. Full force of shoulder onto head, and Bruso was down. Now, this is where. So, I flagged it last week that there's. You have to at some point when a tackler, uh, when a a ball carrier is dipping, you have to at some point say, "Well, there's no he. The front part of his body is his head. There is no other, unless you're going to tackle his ankles. There's almost no other way you can go." I don't think that's in the law anywhere, but referees. Apply that to their discretion here. Brusso was low. Could Ruskin Bruskin have gone lower? Yes, absolutely, it could. Yeah, uh, the the inconsistency of two almost identical tackles last week to this week, and one being red card, card, one being no nothing. And he looked at it as well, yeah, and he said he was dipping, but I still don't know what the law is, no, so. I, I would be okay with either. I, I probably would have preferred more of a penalty or yellow, f- or possibly even red for consistency for the for the Brousseau tackle, the Rapava one, Ruskin one. But now, if that happens a third time next week, I don't know what I'm going to think. Mm. What? Where is the consistency? And that's it's, it's a real big issue for World Rugby. That, yeah. Yeah, I hope Bruceo oh is okay though because he was out for three months before Christmas yes, with concussion months. issues, um, and it was a bad hit. He was he was straight out and he was down for quite a while. So get well soon, Heinrich.
2: Hundred no, percent. that's one thing we are agreed on. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely.
0: But it, uh, to, talking on this game, it was. I mean, it was a brutal game. Both teams lost a number of players to the point where Gloucester played about thirty minutes with Jake Paledri as their oh, wing yeah. as a, 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 which was a planned strategy yeah they said they
2: trained for it yeah. really? yeah because they, they, they went for split? a 6-2 split 6-2 ah, yeah.
0: yeah well they would have trained for it then yeah because um, they, they were dropping like flies the Gloss team and they were missing a few players any, anyway but this this felt like a, so for that reason for the players dropping out but also because there was at times defence optional yeah um, it felt lots like of missed tackles it felt like it'd been a long season and there were some tired bodies out there there were some tired bodies but combined with you know
1: the new improved more exciting Northampton Saints it's an absolute disaster waiting to happen I think this is a marvellous win for Gloucester uh, because brilliant. Northampton are severely dangerous now
2: well, yeah. well, well it, had Saints won that the top four was would be busted right open yeah, yeah. All bets would be off. Yeah, yeah. As it is, I think Gloucester have now cemented they're going to get Gloucester third.
0: definitely. And they're eleven points on, clear from fifth.
2: It looks like it's Sale or for fourth or Bath or Bath. Bath Sale or Queens, or yeah, Bath. Sorry,
0: yeah. But Northampton, they scored some very good tries. Hutchinson late on got a beautiful try. Nairo Voro early on got a great try. Um, where they struggled was the pack. The, that Gloucester pack is is massive. It's efficient. Well, it's, it's well second. drilled did um did banahan play yeah so banahan banahan manners missed so the Nairovoro tried the first one banahan d- just didn't really bother, he kind of <laughs> made it look like he was making an attempt to tackle him and <laughs> fell on the floor, but then uh Nairavoro had a one on one defensively with Inside Atkinson. centre, yeah. Inside centre, ball, ball player, Atkinson, yeah. And <laughs> notorious
2: speedster. Yes, <laughs> got bumped off back. Sausage legs. T- yeah, ten. Well, that's what you got like N- Nairo Voro missed that tackle. Manu Tuolangi missed the regulation tackle to let in Ollie Woodburn for yeah. a try.
0: Yeah, mm. there's some some dodgy defending going on yeah, at various it points. And oh. that, is, that, that is a very good win for Gloucester. It, yeah. it does, it definitely cements their place. Talking of cementing places, not that anyone cares outside of our
1: immediate group. Uh, I've just won my match on on Fantasy Rugby by zero point
2: four. Wait till the morning that the scores get readjusted. Don't don't keep the champagne on ice till Baham, then.
1: Nineteen points, you legend. You're still
2: though officially now. I think we can now say it. JB is officially the worst player in our league. By JB's own rules, he should be. Relatives should be out of the well,
1: league. you know, As a commissioner we never passed pass those rules, <laughs> did <do, do> we? <laughs> so
0: there we go. It's like Gavin's law um, yeah. You are you What? Are, what? You are not point four points up, but you might you might not finish like that because they can get recalculated tomorrow, tomorrow.
2: Yeah. because well, um, you know how the OptiGuys work I always thought it was some G- GPS <laughs> yeah. official some computerised I, I robotic thought, thing right, I, I thought there'd be five or six
1: gadgets <laughs> that look much like Johnny Five do you remember like, the old <laughs> yeah. like, and they'd be up and down the touchline measuring things no it's a guy with spectacles saying five metres five metres Jeff yeah yeah five uh-huh. metres Checking Trin- team sheets to see who missed the tackle
0: and then interpreting the missed tackle. Jay, are you seriously celebrating your fourth win in 18 games or potentially your fourth win in 18 games? Well, obviously I am. Mean, it means more.
2: <laughs> Which would be... <laughs> but your points... But with comfortably the lowest points scored, you, you are guaranteed to be bottom, whatever the result. Shame. But, you yes. know, hey, i still got... I've, I've, still got, got, a I've got mid-table mediocrity and Phil is the best in our league. Mm-hmm. And he's still the best in the... I don't know if uh, although uh, that that so there are yeah it doesn't really matter this is this is uh, yeah. inside baseball but it's hard to be the best in the country or the world when you're in such a competitive league. Yes, the best league. We in are the world. best because we are the best league in the world. Fact. I, w- that I is would a fact. say
0: of the eighteen regulation seasons, only the first week did I score less than a hundred. Every single other week, I scored over a hundred points. Yeah, so in my back division,
1: I've got. Uh, AJ McGinty, Sam James, Van Rensburg, Danny Salamona,
2: but <laughs> I let, <myself>, <laughs> let
1: myself down with the Liam Williams and Banahan. So I know where I've gone wrong for next season. Yeah, more uh, sale for Yeah, I'll, I'll be <laughs> correcting that.
2: <laughs> well, I made the mistake of picking up some wasps players. <laughs> uh,
1: um, uh, do, do anyone watch? Have you finished with the Gloucester game? Not that yes. you spoke about it, but you know, um, great game, was, great game. It was an amazing game.
2: Good atmosphere. Really important. Every game mattered this weekend. It was so yeah. good. I,
1: I would be very afraid of Northampton ne- next year.
2: I would be very afraid of a ring-fenced premiership. Because this weekend would have been dull. Yeah, it would have been rubbish. By comparison.
0: Yeah, yeah wouldn't
1: it? I I'm not even four-ring... I mean, no, sorry. I am actually for ring fencing I should say. Um, but it is a harder...
0: It's a harder argument to make when you've got weekends like this. Absolutely. Yeah. You simply wouldn't have got it anywhere near the kind of quality in the drama. So, interestingly, so Leicester obviously got hammered at home. We spoke about that game. Bristol, in the clash against Bath, they did sneak a losing bonus point. Yeah, did they? But nothing else. Oh,
2: yeah, seven points. Yeah. Dan Thomas got that late try. Uh, Did you see the way Bath arrived at Twickenham? They had a.
0: I so saw the smoke cannons. Yeah, yeah
2: they, had a, they had a nice bath, blue, uh, black, blue, and white carpet, which presumably they just had, you know, made sure a nice little, nicely, nicely <laughs> vacuumed by Dyson yeah. just before they arrived. Uh, taking them into Twickenham. But yeah, smoke cannons were there, which it kind of made it look like. There's a good. The, it looked like they, they looked like they were sort of um, disinfecting the guys, just, you know, <laughs> you come from the West Country to. <laughs> you, you country folk, we better make sure we don't get any foot and mouth in the, in the capital. Exactly. It was, it was an odd look.
0: It's quite a good turnout for that little was, walk-in. Si- yeah, it was. And, and for the, for and the 60, game itself. in total
2: for the oh, game. Can, yeah. we,
1: can we talk about the force of um, Bath's fly signing
0: this week? Oh, big announcement. Huge. Yeah, huge. So and uh, Bath Blackadder is delighted yes. to have secured yeah, his he, services. not
2: So let's just recap. <laughs> didn't they announce that Rhys Priestland was leaving? <laughs> leaving yes. the club, yeah. He, he, they announced that Rhys Priestland is leaving. Then they're linked with Andre Pollard. They're linked with Gareth Ainscombe. Yeah. They're linked with da- Danny Cipriani. Oh, no, wait. They're linked with AJ McGinty. And then... <sighs> Reece Priestland has re-signed. Yes, we've got because our international boys. Because they voice. decided, no, we don't want you, Gareth Ayneskin, we don't want you, Andre Pollard, we don't want you, A.J. McGinty. Cruden. We don't want you, Dan- Aaron Cruden, we don't want you, Danny Cipriani. We, we, After all, after saying we wanted him gone, all along we wanted you, Reece. After oh. an
0: extensive worldwide search <laughs> of all Hell the on. potential fly-half talent. <laughs> I'm, just playing, uh, play, uh, I'm
1: playing some Bath re-signing music. Yes, enthusiasm yes Yes. Uh, uh, good uh, uh, it's it's amazing it's uh, I mean uh, Reese Priestland must be the happiest man on earth presumably he's not going to be resigning for any less less money
2: and he's already on a lot to start with he also got a two year deal did he so Bath really decided that they wanted him because you might think if they were on a worldwide search you might go (laughs) well we haven't managed to pin down the one we want so we'll we'll give you a year. year we'll give you a year maybe a one with an optional second but no they've committed to a two year deal so here's how I'd look at it right every time Reese makes a
1: mistake and also Freddie Burns makes a mistake you pay for it uh, did, did, did I mention this last week don't think so well, yeah, you literally pay for it, because you are paying a lot of money to these two boys to make mistakes, and they're not improving. You know what they are now. At least go with the kid, because every time they make a mistake, they learn from yeah. it, and you know, kind of, you might make that argument, that's why it's okay to sign Cock and a Singer, because every time he makes a mistake for you,
2: he learns and gets better. These guys won't get better. So, that is it. I agree, and the, in, in England under in the 20s, they've got a young guy, Tom de Glanville, and they? They do, yes. They, um who by all accounts I don't know is he more of a centre than he is no I he think is? he's a 10 hmm either way well, I think I mean, he's meant to be like the dot very very highly rated
1: yeah I would go out and get someone that just, Someone else's just, or just let him play they're not going to do any worse than they're doing no well yeah uh, the other thing they've got which is a, a, the most horrendous of all nightmares is they've got two guys who play differently but are fundamentally the same player in that they need to start every week and have their confidence up and have everyone around them I, I can't think of two worse five to chop and change in and out <laughs> of a team <laughs> because they need they need the support and that's what, you know but it's ridiculous it is
0: ridiculous they treat them both like backups yeah but Bath got a good win or a win they, they got a win, a, sure. a win it was a good first 20 minutes from Bath um Scoring three tries early on, and then I think the game kind of fizzled out. Well, what are
2: they playing? They play some suicide stuff. Well, we've said this all season. (laughs) If, if as
0: a defensive unit, you can identify and flood the defence when they're in their own five-metre line and they're trying to sling it wide, game on. Yeah. Which Bath did quite well. They did. Early on. And I'll tell you who looked good, actually, which is a good sign for England... Uh, Jonathan Joseph
1: JJ He looked class Yes yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that defensive, both, both Defensively
0: his, he's very good Defensive His running game his, The little grubber kick through For yeah. the Jamie Roberts try yeah. right. Can I just tell you How I would have solved My problem like Bath?
1: <laughs> Go on With well, your two fly half problem Yeah This is what I would have done They're talking about Cipriani And their problem is Consistency right I, um, You might think I'm mad here I would have gone to Bristol uh, to Gloucester knowing that they need the money to sign Cipriani. So, look, the guy you don't particularly like but you're paying a lot of money to is Owen Williams. Give us Owen Williams because he has got star power and he's a sort of consistent player that could and should play and not make mistakes like the other two. And then you can get rid of the wages of Rhys Priestland and then deal with the Burns situation next year. That's what I do. And actually, Owen Williams could then slide back and be a backup in the future because he is that consistent guy mm. boom
2: general management 101 <laughs> mm. do you like that sim no why I would go back in time Ooh. save yourself maybe 6-700k on those two fly that they've got uh, keep Adam Hastings and Tom De Glanville and just go well no no no, no. Hastings is an interesting one now, Yeah. Now, now,
1: now hang on if we had time machines I would have I wouldn't have come to the conclusion
2: that I came to. So you <laughs> can't use that. Okay, fine. How would you solve it? I, um, uh, oh well, they've clearly tried, and if there was a good ten available, they'd have they'd have had them. Why not go over to Leinsdorf? Maybe. Throw- no, do you know what I'd be doing? I would be banking on one of those. Oh no, because flood. If Worcester go down, just have Duncan Weir. It'll do a job. Or John Lance. Or yeah, or John Elwens. Or throw as
1: much money as need be. Uh, the parents of the young of the younger Burn at Leinster, who plays 10. Because he's meant to be unbelievably Roster. good.
2: Oh, no, the oh, even younger one. Yeah.
1: yeah, the 19-year-old.
2: Yeah, hasn't even got into the first team yet. Exactly. Or Max Malins. Max, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Lazarski, Max Mallins. He, he's uh. young enough that he's not ready to start a business. At <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's not a property millionaire yet, so that plays in his favour. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, they should have gone for Give Mike
2: Ford the head coach job, and then get George Ford back again.
1: Yeah, yeah. There you go. So is it, it's, a, it's a bloody expensive business employing Fords, is not it? Like, <laughs> you think you,
0: you think you three, three for the price of three, five? Yeah, well, yeah. Because <laughs> you pay you pay a lot for Mike. You pay a hell of a lot for George. Well, Joe's you know, you know discounted rate, but. I, mean, well, Sel- I think South Sel- Sharks are going to have the same problem when they get the Dupree's in you yeah. know, they they cost a lot of money and they come as a package mm. uh, the Dupree's who had a very good win this weekend do you see the Lions-Sharks score? Uh, I was going to watch that but I didn't did all Did all three of them play? Uh, I think two of them played I think the fly-off and one of the back row played
2: one of the Barrows has gone to a different club right? Yes, that's right. Like, I, I don't haven't know. I've really been keeping but, track. He's
0: always been there. Scott Barrett.
2: Oh, has he always been there Yeah, yeah
0: Scott Barrett has, has come through at the Crusaders. Oh, that's right. Whereas of course, Geordie and. Of he has. And, has uh,
1: he? Yeah. How did that happen? I thought it was like primary schools where if one brother gets in, the other
0: two automatically get in. No. No, because if, if you're as talented as the Barrett boys are, everyone wants you. Interesting. Well, well on that, Jack McGrath! Oh, yeah. Yes. You happy with that? Pride? Uh, delighted. Uh, Who saw that coming? Shocked. I, it was so. It was rumored. It' been been rumored for a little while, but I never actually thought it would happen. So even though people are saying, "Yeah, this this might happen," or there's talks of it happening, I just never saw it because, well, we we all know how good the Leicester setup is, how mm. well rested they are. But I think it's interesting because. Keen he healy was the number one both at leinster and yeah. and ireland mcgrath took that spot for a couple of years and then the competition between the two of them had kind of forced uh healy back to the number one position and mcgrath wants that place back so he wants to be starting week in week out rather than doing a 20 30 minute stint every three weeks
2: and you know Leinster have probably said, actually, we've got a couple of young guys we're going to bring yeah. in that are amazing. Yeah. That's the they're real gonna story, be isn't it? The
1: story isn't like the, the British-Irish line moving clubs. It's the next British-Irish line that Leinster know they've got and they're not telling us. Well, or the next uh, two or the three. Fact, yeah. The fact that
2: they had Healy and McGrath is the reason Andrew Porter switched from loose-head to tight-head. Which is amazing that he managed to do that anyway. I, I find it amazing that more lads don't do it, frankly. So Andrew Porter might maybe he'll be I don't know. Do you think was, no? I think they. So Helen Porter went from loose head to tight head, right? Yes. So w-
1: why people aren't doing this anyway? Why tight heads are not automatically playing loose head? Uh, and, and I know it's completely different. And I know at level eight people don't like to do it. You get yourself on Lions tours though, and World and, Cup squads exactly. And also it gets you twenty five ex- extra pay because you're more valuable. If you can do both, it makes you so much more valuable. What players can
0: do that? Jason no, now. Could, Jason well, Leonard Lennon Lennon could magic. Magic. It, Martin Castor so, Giovanni could Muller histor- can Historically Because you'd only ever Have one prop on the bench Everyone could do it To a degree mm. There was some Better or worse yeah. But Now Virtually no one Virtually does. no one yeah. Matt Stevens Is one of the Yes The more recent ones
2: And Muller still does Mul- so, Yeah
0: A little bit uh, A
1: little bit I can tell you that i just to think uh, Jonathan O'Fella Has gone to lose At this season Yeah
0: yeah. he starts yeah he can do both he is what 35 now yeah I mean if, if you can't do it by 35 it's a <laughs> long
2: start
0: isn't it, it it's a di- very much a dying I just don't art.
1: understand it I mean like you go against the, your your opposite number all the time so you know what he's trying to do you know, you know how to counter it it, it should be I, I, I do understand it is difficult because I, I I occasionally dabble in the front row but I also, this isn't my day job, you know, it's not what what, what I do every <laughs> day of the week. And also, you know, it's not going to give me a massive pay rise.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. Oh, Jamal Ford Robinson at the swap sides. There
2: you go.
0: There you go. Uh, um,
2: so, there you oh, go, so yeah, Jack McGrath, Ulster. That's yeah.
0: Big. That's big. That is big, because Ulster from having a pretty terrible tight five... Uh, most of the time when Henderson and Best and Herring weren't playing a couple of years ago. They've actually now got a, a well a more than competitive type five, mm. a very good type five. So that is good news. I think they'll be adding any more to that group. I would have thought so. Um, it'd be nice to get another option at 10. Now, um, you've also got McPhillips and Burns... Um, Cooney can play there a tiny bit but it'd be nice to have like either a young guy
2: or just another option at 10 John Cooney form Irish scrum half this, I, I, he, I, hope he gets back, I hope he gets back in the island squad well he was he, in the last he,
0: he, game of Six Nations
2: yeah, well, yeah he, he no, played a bit in the, in the Six Nations they're, 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 well there's a few of them but they've been in and out yeah because there's Cause the Connacht Luke McGrath
0: and yeah. Kieran Marmion
1: so both Cooney been. used to well, two,
2: had... of, two of the Connacht guys were in the squad
1: so you know Cooney is actually started, well, he started off as a ten playing Leinster schools, um, you know schools. who who
0: sorted off as his nine AJ McGinty correct <laughs> more AJ love there mm. <laughs> um to the other premiership games that we've not mentioned so far there was the Newcastle Saracens game which Newcastle got nothing out of which was a very dull first 30 minutes yeah. then a phenomenal uh, it was Maitland who scored it but a phenomenal sal- Saracens try from Faz to Spencer Spencer to back to Faz Faz to Mallon if Bowden
2: Barrett or Danny Cipriani had done Owen Farrell's offload people would be going nuts over it yeah and and, and rightly so because that would just be another great highlight from the
1: great man Danny Cipriani (laughs) whereas it's you know a rather rare occurrence from Owen Farrell so
2: I understand exactly why this has happened
0: (laughs) Um, other than that disappointing for Newcastle not to get more out of the game yeah Routine for Saracen there wasn't th- it. There was the f- it was a final second or eighty-first minute last try. There, there was a little bit of controversy as to whether the ball was released prior to it going into yeah. touch. But Dean
2: Richards was very unhappy with the officials. He said, "Why were we given such uh, inexperienced officials?" because moments, oh, no, moments like that I, I, could sorry, be the difference.
1: Uh, sorry, I've, I've, I've I've, the answers for that to Dean Richards. The answer you get the worst officials is because you're officially the worst team in the league. If you want good officials, go higher up. I actually think, like, the higher up teams, or, sorry, the more, so the games that affect the table higher up should get the best officials. So Wayne Barnes doing four and five is absolutely right. If you're a bottom team, you can't expect the worst. Well, that, makes sense of in pro, that would
2: make sense in Pro 14. Where there's no relegation. Yeah, but, I mean, that's, you know... Why would yeah,
0: you arguably the, f- the impact is bigger for the bottom team. Yeah, but they don't deserve it. That's what I would say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they simply don't. So that's why you get your inexperienced official. That official's got to, got to ref a game somewhere. Why should it be the guys who've done really well getting to four four and five or two and three
0: who get that... In? Well, they're refereeing the official. champions at home. Yeah, and, and what I would say is... Uh, it sounds like a, a biased argument yeah, from... it does. There, there, totally. was, there was a bad decision there, yeah. or arguably a bad decision there, because it was a close one. Could have gone for them. It just comes across a bit of sour grapes from... Uh, yeah, mm. from, and that know.
2: decision could have gone for them.
0: Yes. The other game, the uh, wasps Worcester game, was not the most exciting game, all in all, but a good win for Wasps, because they needed that win. Um Again, disappointing for Worcester to not get anything out of it. They had a chance on the 80th minute when they went from their own 22 to deep into Wasps 22 and knocked on. Yeah, a simple one for this. Um,
1: I think Worcester early doors just got out-muscled. They got out Uh Wasps manhandled them, it, it, it looked um, it looked like. And then Worcester sort of got their act together, put in a great defensive shift. Uh, it just wasn't enough. Too little, too late. Uh, that is a huge missed opportunity for Worcester. Because I would have said, if you want to stay up and you're serious about it, you have to win away at Wasps. This isn't a good Wasps team. They should have won.
0: Good well, thing- they should have got some bonus points as well. We a very good thing for Wasps was having Sopwanger back because they they have really struggled with Gopeth mm-hmm. being injured long term, with Billy Searle being injured long term.
2: There was rumours that Wasps tried to offered tried to offer Danny Cipriani. Tried to sort of have a sniff. Inching back. There's load of clubs that have been linked with sippers. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. Except, except, loads of teams except for one
0: England. <laughs> um, so, yeah, good for Wasps, bad for Worcester. So, the bottom three, mm. so Bristol moved one point further clear by their losing bonus point. Bottom three, nothing from that round of games. Um, so,. We go to, to four Newcastle games left. 29.
2: Correct. And then Worcester on 32. Yep. Leicester on 34. Mm. 34. And Friday night. Yes. Let's get into these games.
0: Yes. Mm.
2: Friday night. Oh,
1: sorry. Just one last thing. One actual last thing from the sale game. Uh, Eddie Jones is there. Did you did say hi? I didn't say hi, no. Did, did, did you know he was there? I didn't know he was there, Did yeah. you also know that he was refu- refused entrance into the, um... The Sharky to watch you. No, no. <laughs> he went to get a coffee and a uh, security guy, goes, have you got any idea, mate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so
1: Trouble with tr- tr- G4S guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone else to explain it's, uh, it's Eddie Jones, he's allowed a coffee.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um right Friday night this Friday night is such
2: lights. a tasty game I've gone and agreed to play a, a Friday night match and now I kind of well, wish well, I hadn't all three
0: of us have no no well, I, can't. I, I'm, are you out of it now
2: are you Most sure you want to play 12, 12 Jay would you, would you not rather play 8 and I'll play 12 I'd rather
1: play tight frankly
2: why well, don't you both play in the centre there's, there's yeah. loads of forwards available yeah yeah both yeah play 12 and 13 yeah let's do that I don't, I, I
1: don't mind I'll play, play 12 either. and
2: 13 and then then, uh, then we'll, we'll get it filmed <laughs> we'll get it filmed, put it up on social media.
1: Oh but you are here, Phil. It says here. Oh no, that's yeah, twenty sixth. I can play. Why well, can't you play on Friday? We're playing against Work.
2: East Lancashire. Work stuff. East Lanx What do they call them? the nickname Barbarians? Barbarians. East Lanx Barbarians. Friday night. Big. That's the big game. Huge Obviously.
0: game. Huge game. Well, but if you came
1: n- up, we could go for you know a few Negronis afterwards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had too many Negronis in Bristol on Friday night. Did you? Were they yeah. disgusting? Oh, so delicious.
2: We well, got sent a picture of Negroni on tap. Yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> in I, Leeds. I, I, I yeah. can't imagine. How,
1: Who, I don't know how it's becoming so popular now because
0: it's so awful. Someone, someone told me. You're uh, not doing it right. So, a friend of mine that has had a few drinks with work on Friday night this week um, told me that I think it's all Bar One in London do Negronis, but they do them with Tia Maria as one of the ingredients. Ooh, <gasps> that would be so the point is that it's really dry and bitter not is like sweet and creamy artificial uh, yeah I can't think of a worse combination yeah that That is not a Negroni it's not a Negroni you're doing it wrong anyway this Friday 12th of April 7.45 Kingston Park Kingston
2: Park Newcastle v Leicester live on BT Sport 45 minute build up strap yourself in this is going to be punchy
0: so how do we see this going
2: (sighs) this is going to be nerves there's going to be nerves. Jordan Murphy. I, I asked him after the game uh, the weekend. I said, um, "You know, you've been involved in some big matches. Is this where does this rank? Is this up there as one of the biggest games in the club's history?" He said, "Nope, absolutely not.
0: Um, Just another game. Yes. We have
2: to treat it as another game." Well, no, hang on. That wasn't the
1: question, though, right? You should you, sh- you should nail him then. Sorry, Jordan. That's not the question. The question is not how you're going to treat it. No, is this one well, of the biggest? I, I've,
2: I've abridged because he's basically the short answer was no. Okay, um, but it's a big game. Then I asked him, "Can you treat it like just another game, though?" And he uh, said, "We have to. No, we're going <laughs> to panic. <laughs> <laughs> we have to." So he says they are, but in a player's mind, you've been in some relegation scraps. Yeah, you, yeah, Phil?
0: yeah. High pressure. It's it's not much fun, they're, they're, and it's it's interesting because when you win those games, you half want to celebrate, but you can't because it's like. You can't celebrate being in that position. So mm. it's just relief. Mm. But it is, the, there's, they are high pressure games when you get into the, this kind of thing. Yeah. And Broughton Port got relegated. We won
1: a game against either top or second. So we were, wherever we were, we were in a horrible position. We won and we won away. Couldn't believe it. All we needed to do the next day, uh, next week, was, was beat Wilmsley, who were like two or three points above us, and we lost. Oof. and a guy had a heart attack on the opposite field to us too. Oof. Do you remember that? I remember the, the heart attack. I didn't yeah. know it was the, it, it, the it, relegation yeah. battle. It was the day of the, it was the day that we got relegated and we were trying to play a game in rugby and someone runs over to the pitch and says, um, anyone got a doctor? like, well, why? And there's like a heart attack like across the other way. So we had to play this game whilst there was, you know, was paramedics and all, all rest of it. Thankfully the guy was fine uh, and all the rest of it. But yeah. It was a um, it was a crazy afternoon.
2: It was a there was, was a metaphor happening on the next pitch. Yeah, only in that case he pulled through and you didn't. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, thanks. When well, well, we, your we, season we, died. We were nine
1: 0 before before that selfish bastard right. <laughs> he got his heart uh, had his heart attack. We were nine nil up. It completely ruined ruined our flow. We Should have to manned give, up. Yeah, and we had to give it, give away our physio. Uh, a a doctor went over. Have a mint and crack on. I know. And by, uh, anyway, I'm mean, not have
2: time, half an aspirin. Yeah,
1: by the time it. the by got back to him or you know got to him, he was up and talking. So, you know, a lot of yeah, uh, you know, a relegation for nothing really.
0: Predictions for Friday night, Newcastle. Newcastle, any points difference? Any league points? In Newcastle,
1: by a four point win, and then they win it by two. Hmm. Know, no. they're going to win it by more than that. They're going to win it by eight.
2: I actually, I, I, for the spectacle, I want Newcastle to win. Mm. I've just. Uh, Yeah, and I think they, I think they will just, I think they will. Just, the home advantage is massive, but Leicester were are, were looking better, and you got to remember they were playing against Exeter. Yeah, and Newcastle will be nervous.
1: Leicester only need a handful of bonus points in reality to stay up, don't, don't they?
2: Yeah. It, well, if, 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 if Newcastle win, though, it, yeah, I, I can are right see, back I can see Worcester not getting another win.
0: Yeah, bonus so, points. It's all about bonus points now for them. So I, I think, I think Leicester when. Everything clicked for them, and George Ford looked yeah, good, and Johnny look. May looked good, and yeah. Manu's getting from football. They look great. So, Leicester will score tries. Yeah. And on the plastic pitch, they'll score tries. Their defence, as I said earlier on, is just... It's so disorganised and leaky. Do Newcastle, Newcastle have it in them to punish that? I think they do. So yeah. Sonotti and Gonover both back. Yeah, If you can get those two firing, uh, then... Yes, so I actually think this will be quite a high-scoring game. So I'm seeing something like a twenty-eight thirty-four, but I wouldn't. I, I'm going to say Newcastle, but I actually think Leicester might do it. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm a, with you. I'm sure it's going to be Newcastle. I kind of for the story for the league, I would like Newcastle. To yeah, do I'm it. just
2: going to say Newcastle to will it to yeah. happen?
0: Newcastle. So I'll say Newcastle. Can you say Leicester J, because
2: then it might actually happen. Leicester.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Newcastle are gonna win. Right, on to Saturday. Uh so it's double header on Saturday. Well and again. Friday night we've got um uh the big game Edi- oh, yeah. Edinburgh
2: Ulster, so watch that one.
0: So Edinburgh Ulster and Benetton Munster's quite a big game. Yeah. Southern Kings Osprey's is not as big. Not so much. Not so much, none. Uh what channel is uh gone. Sorry.
2: so what do we call the Southern Kings now the the greatest rugby company in the world ever oh uh, yeah yeah, yeah we'll it's, what they called
0: but they've also this week announced a link with Toulon or a there's a memorandum of understanding that they will work towards getting a link to Toulon what does that mean well they've not actually like signed it, anything they, they have like signed is,
2: they've negotiated a, uh, Are they a, 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 a um, they've negotiated their, their future their future relationship But they haven't had it... um, Oh, I see. They've not... Yeah,
0: I understand. There's some loose loose statements around what they would like their future relationship to look like. Yeah,
1: yeah, fine Whatever. Yeah. Um, I I mean, if only they could combine the uh, recruitment genius of Toulon with uh, the coaching quality of the Kings, I mean, that would be... (laughs) That would be quite
0: some lethal cocktail. Um, So, on Saturday in the Pro 14... We've got Connacht-Blues
2: Huge game Which is a massive Huge game Huge game Yeah Both vying for that That third spot I think Blues are going to do it I think Connacht have Injury ravaged Oh they're at home though aren't they They are at home
0: mm. They
2: It was 6-5 six,
0: six, against Zebre. Zebrae They won
2: I want Connacht to do it Connacht in the Champions Cup Would be brilliant But uh, yeah. we'll see
0: Then Le- gonna... Leinster host Glasgow Big game Which well, Glast... Leinster do not need to win Uh, they will probably rest players for the Champions Cup semi-final, although they've already rested players, so they they can't continue to rest everyone forever. Um, Glasgow do need that win because Munster are breathing down their necks. Mm. Then Scarlet's host Zebrae. Scarlet's who blew a 12-0 lead at home to Edinburgh. Mm. Uh, So you'd expect a Scarlet's win. And Cheetahs host Dragons. (sighs) Cheetahs. Um, Prem. Rem on Saturday. Yeah, so this will be an interesting game. Harlequins, three losses on the bounce, host Northampton Saints. There'll be points in that one. Yeah, there will be a lot of tries in that absolutely. game.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And Quins lose again, and Sale and Bath win. And on, pff, yeah, he's on, absolutely on. I think Quins at home will win. I think they will. Can I just ask? Have you ever interviewed or?
1: Well, you've seen Paul Gustard. first time on Friday. What do you think? No. Impressive man. Really? Do you not think yeah. he's a little bit unusual in some ways?
2: Uh, I, what I got from him was that he is very honest, really honest, but also manages to, very, manages to be very defensive of his, of his team. So I said to him, really, you know, you knew, you said before the game it was going to be a tough place to come. And yet, just before half-time, you opted to kick for the corner rather than take three points, ended up conceding a try. That's a ten-point swing at the AJ Bell Stadium. You know, do you, do you stand by that? And, and he he was like, you've got to give these guys the freedom to make decisions on the field. I'll never pull them up for making decisions. So,
1: like, interestingly, uh, he also came to the press room afterwards for...
2: Oh, yeah, what do you think that, of him there?
1: I found him peculiar. For a start, he didn't sit down. A lot of guys do sit down. But he didn't Did I, stand you know. up,
2: and everyone crowd around them. Yeah, I've never seen that. I've seen that
1: before. So I say, he said, you know, "Do you want, do you want to see Paul?" No. Uh, so sort of standing, so everyone stands around him. Uh, and then some of the things he said, I just thought were unusual. Like um, Sinclair came up, and he, he, you know, obviously he defends Sinclair, but I don't believe him when he says, uh, "You know, Sinc- uh, Kyle's Kyle, and we don't have a problem with it." I mean, I just don't believe him.
2: Wait, so, he, he said the he said. The yellow card was stupid and needless, but he doesn't have a dif- a discipline problem.
1: Hmm. I don't know, but he's in, I, I, he's, com- he's got quite a quiet demeanour as well. That's yeah. the other thing? Like, there's a little bit of um, who's the guy who reminds me of? You know, as soon as I say it, Saracens, Mark McCall. Yeah, the guy who's so low key. I don't even remember that he's a multiple European and uh, pre- you know pre- Premiership champion. Yeah, he has got a bit of Mark Mark McCall about him. Yeah, but obviously he would. He came from Saracens. And I like
0: how I like how course he would do. I like Alex Alex Sanderson is not at all. He's the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, in terms of his um, introvert extrovert uh, personality, Sanderson loves media though. You can tell, can't he?
2: Yeah, he's great loves it. it. He's brilliant at it.
0: He's exactly the opposite of Mark McCall in that regard.
1: The others seem to sort of look
2: at it with a little bit of, like, hmm, scepticism, yeah. suspicion. Yeah. I found Paul Gustard impressive. I liked how kind of bullish he was at times. You know, he, he, before the game, he was like, I, think, I can't remember the exact question I asked, but he came out and went, we're not fourth by chance.
1: Yes. He, yeah. said, he said something very, very similar. I can't remember what, what it was. He was like, yeah, we've won a lot of games. He seems to have forgotten. I was like, oh okay, yeah, that's that's quite that's quite you know, mm. quite forceful. Yeah. Although I've got to say, there is nothing better than a Steve Diamond win uh, sorry, winning press conference. Well, I don't know, maybe
0: a Steve Diamond losing press conference is pretty impressive. Said, so you, you don't know where to look in a Steve Diamond losing press conference, you do, just try not to make eye contact with him.
2: <laughs> You've got safety in numbers when you do it in that press room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when
1: he wins, he gives he gives you so so much material.
2: Oh, I know I, it was great. So I, I so my, my, I, I didn't have a lot of time. So so I just got in my producer's ear. Just two questions because we, we were short of time. Um, and so the second one was like, you're. Uh, you and the Europeans well basically it was like come on you must be confidence must be building about top four we're not a top four team yeah. <laughs> we're not a top four team no 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 they 100% are potentially well he really they are in it. So he the actually top, he top wrote top back team. on that
1: actually in in the press room uh, because he said we're not a f- top four team so I asked him like why are you not a top four team and he basically I'm getting a paraphrasing this is a top four team, but we didn't do enough things well enough earlier on in the season. Okay. Is what he's saying. So it's it, yeah, it's not like we're you know this group of players are not not good. Enough. In the answer
2: to me, he said, uh, I- "I'm just glad we've got past 40 points now, so we're so we're not going to get relegated." Yeah, it's like whatever. come on, he knows whatever. he must be looking at that fixture list and going, "Top four's ours." Yeah, right,
1: well, they must be. They must be. And, uh, well, I, I, don't, I don't... Yeah, that and the European final, I think,
0: is uh, on the... And on this... The and
2: Quinn's, Quinn's Northampton is a big, big moment in that, and I think Quinn's will win.
0: I think Quinn's will win as well. I, I think, think Northampton will win. win. I just...
1: I really like how Northampton play. And also, they don't give up, so even though they've been losing, there's no
2: shame in these losses. It's not like they're going to k- kick themselves and say, oh, God. The worry for Quinn's that they've got to sort out is their scrum. They got hammered again, so they've got to sort that out. And that that is... Northampton's is, scrimmage
0: is not great, actually. Yeah, it's... it's the packs are an area of weakness. Mm. A slight weakness for both teams. Um, right, the other games. Worcester host Sale. So Worcester desperate for a win.
2: Sale desperate for a win.
0: Sale, yeah. Sale. Worcester would have much preferred Quinns to win that game because Sale are... Really, if they lose that game, they're out of contention for a top I, four yeah. spot. Yeah,
1: I mean... Worcester are Very competitive They can They can score right. They can play well Sale are Slight favourites But it wouldn't Surprise me
2: If, yeah. if Worcester won It'll be tight for Sale or Squeak it Squeak yep. home
0: Yeah I think Sale probably will do I think As we said before About the pressure For Newcastle and Leicester I think There is pressure On both teams But the, pr- the Consequences of Worcester losing Are enormous The consequences Of Sale losing Are nowhere near So they'll play With a bit more Freedom So, give me a sale. A sale. We've got Gloucester hosting Bath.
2: Big game. Big game. In front of the shed. Gloucester Bath is is a tasty rivalry. Gloucester will go all out to beat Bath. There's going to be something
1: funny about this game. It's going to be something incredibly Bathish. You know, something like they're going to pick an amazing team and somehow tin pot a loss out, out the whole thing. Um. Bath to start well and then to have some dreadful mistakes and Gloucester to capitalize Gloucester to win with five with I, a winning bonus point.
2: I think Gloucester Gloucester don't want to go to the end of the season needing anything, so they'll want to get it put to bed so they can agreed. So they can rotate and also it's Bath as well. Yeah, it's Bath, so mm-hmm. that Gloucester will win at home.
0: Yeah, I think so. It's good good for Bath to get Beno Beno Obano and Maxwell Heath back. Adding some serious muscle to that. From yeah. row. But yeah, Gloucester will win that. Then at 5.30, another um, interesting game for both sides of the table, but Bristol hosts Saracens. Now, Saracens, again, will take the opportunity to freshen up a few players. Oh, with
1: I do think Cup. they will. I think they're going to absolutely hammer Bristol. I think they'll go there full, fully loaded.
0: And hammer them, even though they've got the European Cup semi final. No, they're, they're not, not
2: going to get because the, they've got the European Cup semi final. Maybe
0: not. Then maybe not. So they did. They freshen up a few spots. Believe on Apolo didn't play. Uh, Goud didn't play. Um, but I surely I means think, they're going to play. Jamie George didn't play. So, surely they're going to play this week then. So those boys might, but some of the others who did did play Liam Williams withdrew with a tight hamstring just before the game I know it affected my fantasy team <laughs> but you still might have won by 4 points 4th yeah.
2: fourth, fourth win of points, the season 4th out, out of 18
0: yeah well, well. Yeah. Um, so yeah I think Saracens will win yeah. and Saracens will so no matter who's on the field they will have analysed that Bristol attack from everywhere mentality and they will find a way to combat that yeah so
2: This is the one team you wouldn't want to take on that particular tactic with. No, watch our amazing wide balls. Wham! You know, one twenty-two.
1: Wham! interesting,
2: but that's probably the the least interesting game because Saracens are there, behind and hosed, and Bristol are safe, Uh, pretty much. They are.
0: It's interesting because they are all of the bottom four teams have only won six games. So, Newcastle, Worcester, Leicester, Bristol, all won six games. Bristol are eight points ahead of Newcastle because of their wow. bonus points. Wow. So it looks like Pat Lam was on to something after all, eh? Yeah. Um, and then the Sunday game, uh, less important for the league, I think it should be more predictable, Exeter host Wasps. Yeah,
2: good night. Big extra win. Yeah. It could be another 50 That actually. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I don't really rate wasps. All I'm hoping for is that in that game is obviously for the players. I'm hoping there's no injuries. But I'm hoping there's no injuries so the game doesn't run late because I'm going to try and make a mad dash for the plane back to Manchester. Oh yeah, so you're working that. Otherwise, otherwise, the uh, yeah, it'll be a long train journey home. Why? Right, sorry, where are you? Exeter. Exeter, Gloucester, and then Exeter Sunday. So you'll be leaving it. Exeter about 6pm ah, yeah about half five, half, five. half 5 between half 5 and 6 there's a plane from Exeter airport at 6.25 to Manchester
0: Ooh. get on that plane I've, I've,
2: bu- I've booked a seat it's because the tickets were dead cheap no are you flying out of which airport uh, Exeter. Exeter
1: where did we land for or where did we go when we went down to Newquay Newquay it was a Newquay airport Newquay as well. airport yeah. cool airport that I like it mm. tiny yeah absolutely but if you notice it's, uh, it's got uh, it's got some tornadoes based on it <laughs>
2: Exeter's good. It takes, it takes about five minutes to to get through. There's, there's no. You'll never be. I've never queued at Exeter Airport. It's and at that,
0: at that time as well, yeah. you won't even have to shout on retard, on un retard, on retard. <laughs> just
2: we on <suis> retard,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like we did in France, France and Italy on our little <laughs> trip in November. Yes.
2: What a weekend of rugby we've got.
0: Yeah. <sighs> right. Exciting. Okay. Well,
2: just before we go, one last
1: story which we've overlooked. I can't believe that we've overlooked this. um... Uh, Important story, the Air Force lost to the Navy, Uh, the Senior Service beat our... um, As I predicted Yeah, yeah, it's not not great Uh, But something very important came out of this game, something which I thought was simply just an urban myth It is true there is Maserati parking. Oh,
0: yeah. At
1: the stoop. And
0: God one of is, our listeners,
1: Goddard, uh, uh, God, uh, God Paul Godfrey, of the Pilot Episodes Pod, um, snapped a picture and sent it to us. There really is
2: Maserati parking in um, in the stoop. So No one was using it, though. N- no one was using Disappointed. it. Disappointed. The Wing Commanders obviously flew, hella, got in by helicopter. Yeah, to, I'd imagine so. Shopping <laughs> in.
1: Now, the Blackhawk. So, I actually think... Well, this is a direct appeal to all of our listeners. Um... If you've got a Maserati, can S3 borrow it? (laughs) Uh, Particularly the ones which can, you know, like the people carry ones. We will borrow your Maserati so we can park in the Quinn's
2: Maserati car park and go and watch a game. Could we? Or if you are someone who sells Maserati badges can you just send us some put them on what is more likely put them on a Fiat Punto and yeah. go and park it I'd rather you got
1: back to us if you owned a Maserati rather than a Maserati badge but either will <laughs> do
2: it's a it, it's a niche request it'll be interesting to see if we have anyone that comes back if there's any podcast in the world that has a listener with a Maserati they're happy to lend I'm sure it'll be this one
1: All Pilot Episodes pod I, I'm pretty sure that we must have um, a couple of Maserati owners yeah, surely
2: surely so there you are on that bombshell. You know where to find us. You know what to do. Let the boys play. The boys play.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing.